What do you get when you cross 2,000 crypto geeks with Las Vegas? Well, we don't have a good punchline, but I guarantee it looks a little something like us coming to you live from World Crypticon 2019. That was good. Nice. That was good. Today, we welcome William Quigley of Wax to the show. We'll discover the future of digital assets and utility tokens. And then we've got a panel of luminaries. 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 Ooh. Not the luminaires. Okay. That's hey. Fine. Hey. Ho. ho. Uh, they're going to discuss the hot topics of the day, and the luminaries include Dr. Mahalu Uliru, I think I pronounced that right, and Maxine Ryan. And we've also got a non-luminary, but a staple at crypto events, Mr. Ken Bosak. You're going to learn about the baddest crypto on the face of the earth, and there won't even be a mention of Craig Wright. Oops. Too oh. late. Did it. Well, regardless, we're live, you're live, and the show's being recorded, so living people can listen to the show later if they're alive. It's the World Crypticon 2019 live episode number 330 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, Podcast live on stage at World Crypticon 2019, and we have a bottle of Drumheller Cabernet swiped directly from the speaker's room. I don't think I've ever had a drink on stage before, Mr. Travis Wright. This show is sponsored by free drinks in the speaker's room. Would you like some wine? Oh, no, thank you. You'll have a little wine? Nope. Yes, you will. I don't want any Because we're going to cheers. Look at me wasting all the wine. Oh, we're just going to do a quick cheers here. Here we go to yes. uh, to World Crypticon and to all y'all here. Thank you. Sure. We may fade the music. We'll take a drink. Here's to you. Here's to me. If we ever disagree, F you. Here's to me. <laughs> I love that. Excellent. It is the Bad Crypto Podcast. That's true. Episode number 330. It is actually, um, what day is it? Wednesday? Wednesday, mm-hmm. the 30th of October. Yes. And you know what? There's some juxtaposition here, Mr. Joe Comp. This is episode 330. Oh. And now look at this over here, episode 130. Oh, that's when, when Vesa yeah, was on. Yeah, 200 episodes ago, the one and only Mr. Vesa right here, right here. He's a great artist. He's got all his art back there. Yeah, that was 200 episodes ago. Did you say he was a great farter? I don't know if he is or not. He might be. A fartist? He's a fartist. That's you. <laughs> You're the creator of the iFart app. Did you know Mr. Joel Com created the iFart app? That is true. We are the podcast for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, and the crypto conferistist people. Mm. And we are brought to you by by Warren Whitlock. No, Warren. Oh, Warren Whitlock, right there. I see it. Very nice. Warren is not the sponsor of the show. He is the heckler in chief (laughs) in the back of the room, famous for his halfies. No, no, no. eToro is our sponsor, and they've got over 11 million users around the world. Now they're in the United States of America. And how does $25 in free Bitcoin sign for new accounts? Who wants 25 bucks in free Bitcoin? Yeah, you do. They just launched their copy trader feature. So now you can go in and follow other traders and check out their portfolios. Like you can look up Cornholio's portfolio. Oh my gosh. 
And if they're like doing really well with their trades, you could just say, I'll have what they're having and just copy their portfolio directly. So whatever amount of money, it's a great feature. Yeah, and actually we worked out a special deal with eToro. We're the only ones in the world, I believe, that are offering this. The only ones in the world, it's yeah, true. Yeah, $25 worth of free Bitcoin. You sign up, deposit 50 bucks into your account, buy some cryptos, validate that. We send you $25 worth of free Bitcoin. Literally, not a coin. No, nope. it's not bad coin. Nope, that's a different coin. We're talking about that's Bitcoin. True. So make sure you go to this URL, badco.in forward slash eToro, B-A-D-C-O dot I-N forward slash eToro for your $25 in Bitcoin. Mr. Travis Wright, we have a repeat guest from a previous episode of Bad Crypto. We like what he's doing. That's well, I do. I don't know you if you do. do or not. Well, you're a big gamer, so you love you love the gaming. Uh, he's the big fan of gaming. I've always been of the thought that, you know what? There was a pivotal moment in my life where I was spending way too much time playing video games. Yep. And then I said, er, no more. And I spent all my time to learning and developing and whatnot. So. Are, are you a fan of candles? I'm a, fan, I'm a fan of candles. Because candles are made of wax. That's true. And, and okay. with us today for a repeat performance, we have William Quigley, the CEO, founder, chief cook and bottle washer. Co-founder. Co-founder. Yeah, yeah I don't want to short your, your co-founder, but he's not here. So to him. Wait, Craig Wright's not here? <laughs> oh. We're not going to mention Craig Wright again, okay, That's guys? two. Yeah, We're that's talking th- about my uncle negatively. That's three. He owes me Bitcoin. <laughs> he, owes a, he owes a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, Wax, the safest, most convenient way to create, buy, sell, trade virtual items to anyone, anywhere in the world. Full suite of blockchain tools. You got a, a worldwide asset exchange with all kinds of stuff for traders, buyers, sellers, creators, gamers, merchants, D-app creators, and game developers. William, welcome back to Bed Crypto. Well, I had a great time last time, guys, so I'm glad to be here. Did Very you miss good. us? No. Not at all? Little. A little. Little. That's, that's good. Right. I'm, I'm good with the little You missed bit. us very much, we know. Uh, why don't you, you know, we, we talked at, about Wax in a great extent on the, the last episode we do, yep. but go ahead and elevator speech us really quickly on what Wax is. Sure. So uh, That's too long. Yeah. Can you do it quicker? Two words. Um, it good. We were using, so my partners and I have been trading video game virtual items. You know, all the little virtual items you see, the avatars and whatnot, for about 20 years. In fact, my partner is the guy who invented the concept of trading a video game virtual item for cash, for what we now call fiat, but no one used that word back then. Dirty fiat. Dirty fiat. So, uh, uh, and that was a great business. While these little virtual items had u- utility value, they allowed you to do stuff in the game. Then something called skins <laughs> came along. Some of you guys have heard of skins. Mm-hmm. Skins have no utility value in the game. They're just cosmetic. I have great utility from my skin. You it do. covers up all the nasty parts. And if you own skins of many different virtual items in different video games, those can be worth a lot of money. People like to trade them. So we were using a marketplace, what we now call a centralized marketplace. Never used that word before, right? Um, But we were using a centralized marketplace and ultimately realized, you know what? There are elements of a blockchain that make sense Mm. for us to use as a trading mechanism. Of course, 
We had been uh, big uh, investors in the Ethereum ICO. We were big believers in Ethereum. So we, we launched initially with Ethereum. But Ethereum, uh, while it's good for many things, the proof of work consensus mechanism makes it uh, uh, impractical for small dollar rapid trading. It just doesn't work. The delays are too, too long and the cost is too high. So our thought was we need something that can allow a settlement in a half a second to a second, maybe two seconds, and do at least several hundred transactions a second. And uh, of course, that meant Ethereum was out. It does nothing per second. Uh, I know people say it does five to seven transactions a second, but I don't really think that's true. It's more like two minutes. So um, nonetheless, we had nothing else, so we used it, learned a fair amount about it, but we were hell-bent on getting wax out. And then um, in June of uh, last year, uh, there was a, uh, a major problem with Ethereum, it, going from a few minutes for transactions to settle to 17 hours. Well. Well, yeah, no, it was not CryptoKitties. It wasn't. The it was. Kitties? It was another business so appropriately named F Coin. Oh. F Coin was some Chinese exchange that decided if you send us as many minor amounts of Ethereum as you can from as many unique Ethereum addresses as you can, you'll win. Well, it caused oh, the Ethereum man. network to basically it literally effed the blockchain. Yeah, it effed up the okay. so. But that's the risk of, of, uh, of a proof-of-work chain that uses uh, surge pricing to figure out how you clear transactions. Mm. So we actually launched Wax uh, prematurely because we were going to go out of business unless we had a chain that would actually work. And I will give Dan Larimer a lot of credit for what he did with EOS, the delegated proof-of-stake mechanism. That is the core engine we use, and it's fast. It's easy to work on. So Wax uses that in order to get done fast and cheap. Mm. I just want to say that elevator speech was like the Burj Khalifa, right? That's a long way up on that elevator. <laughs> That's a big ass elevator. <laughs> you had to get off on this one elevator to get on another elevator. You know? Yeah. It happens. I have a question around that. So I know my son, he loves Fortnite, right? And there's right. like the skins and the dancers sure. and all that stuff. It's good. Yeah. So my question is around those skins and the different things. Like say, for example... You're trading one skin for another skin or whatever. You're buying somebody else's skin. Like, what's the transaction process within that game? Do you have to be API'd into that game to ensure no. that, that gets sent over? Or Fortnite, like most other things, uh, they cripple trading, right? You, you really can't trade most video game items. Yeah. They do that because of a mistaken belief that it's bad for their business. It's actually tremendously good for their business, but one thing video game companies don't generally do is innovate around business model. So having a great secondary market for your items in almost every case helps the primary market. You probably wouldn't buy a car if you could never sell the car, right? Right. But uh, uh, video games aren't like that. So one reason why for video gaming, and we do more than just video game, but for video gaming, blockchains are great. You own the item. Remember, you never own the game or the item in a regular video game. They license it to you, which means they can take it anytime they want. Mm -hmm. That's one of the values of blockchain in, in gaming. So while Fortnite would be awesome to have on a blockchain, I'm not holding my breath. Right, right. Well, I, you know, we actually got a press release recently that there is some company that is seeking 
to bring a Fortnite-like model to blockchain. I can't remember the name offhand, but... Like I, Lightning something? Lightning something or other. Anyway, we'll, we'll look into it. But, you know, during the, the ICO craze, we saw a ton of utility tokens, right? And then there's, you know, we saw the, the crash. Everybody cry a little bit. <laughs> My Bitcoins aren't worth anything. Mine either. Uh, so there's problems with the whole utility token model, but Binance is doing some interesting things to bring value back to them. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, you are right. There are problems at utility token model. Uh, it's an amazing thing when you ask people to describe what that model is. Uh, after about 20 minutes, it, they usually just give up. So it's an amazing thing. But uh, certainly Binance has done something different. Binance is saying, hey, I'm going to give you that coveted dividends, but we won't call it dividends. Well, uh, they, in fact, they give you nothing, right? What they do do, though, is they take 20% of their profits, uh, as defined by them, because it's not transparent, but they take 20% of their profits and they buy, uh, they don't really buy, but we'll say they do, they buy a bunch of their tokens in the open market and they burn them. So they shrink the supply of their tokens, which theoretically... You would think, well, smaller supply, same demand, price should go up. And, and I, I tip my hat to them. I think they've done a great job of uh, adding an element of value uh, that was uh, not around a couple of years ago. People seem to like it. Now, whether that is the principal reason Binance is now a top 10 token or it's because you can also use their token to get discounted fees on their exchange, that's pretty cool, too. So I would say uh, uh, Binance is innovating in this area, but I'll also say 2020, uh, this, this stuff's changing. It's going to change. Utility it, token yeah. model is changing. So what is the future of the utility tokens? How is, how is it going to change? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, I am seeing lots and lots of new ideas, brilliant ideas, mm. that uh, in 2020, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know when some of these projects start to launch, but it's... You'll let us know after it happens? Of course. That's such yeah. a good... That's so great that, future. That's I great future, man. What, what, what <laughs> it, you know, maybe give us an example of something that really you've seen that is exciting to you personally that, you know, you're not vested in. Just Okay, let's say. take a freaking easy one. And I'll even give a shout out to Ethereum, right? MakerDAO, right? So my partners and I created something called Tether, which... We didn't call it a stablecoin at the time, but that's what it's now called. But it's the first stablecoin. And uh, by the way, the worst human being on earth to be our spokesperson is Mark Zuckerberg, who did the shittiest job on earth. You cannot possibly mention a stablecoin in anything but a positive light, unless you're Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. Uh, he did a terrible job. Uh, so, um, but anyway, MakerDAO is a type of stablecoin. I'm sure lots of your people know of it. And MakerDAO has innovative on uh, Tether. So you can use MakerDAO to earn interest on your stable coins in a very clever way uh, on chain. I would say of the projects I've seen in the last like four years that I haven't worked on, they're the most innovative. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's that ability to earn Usually you have to do something incremental for people to kind of be willing to accept it. It can't be so far out there. Like Tether took over a year for people to understand, as simple as it seems. Right. Hey, we're just tokenizing US dollar. The first criticism I would get was, but the dollar's already digitized. Why do you need to do that? It already moves at the speed of light. 
No, it moves at the speed of a donkey. You can't actually, it's trapped in all these little ecosystems. But, you know, it took a year. A lot, of, a lot of people with Tether, they were saying, well, Tether's being created out of thin air, it looks like, and now they're just putting some Tether in and take, so there were some people that- The well, one were problem very... with Tether that MakerDAO does not have a problem with, and uh, uh, I would say uh, you're right, is Tether was not transparent. Now, that's the problem with off-chain uh, aspects of what you're doing. Mm. You can't be transparent with bank accounts. Right. Right. So I would say, though, to answer your question, yeah, MakerDAO is, uh, I would put them even above Binance at this point. Really? In terms of innovative twists on utility tokens. Very good. I, I want to, so you were just talking shit on Zuckerberg a minute ago, and that and that thing just happened just a couple of days ago. Okay. Right? Yeah. Let's, let's dive into that, like, as I, there's probably some people who haven't heard the testimony, right? I've, I saw the original Zuckerberg one when he was talking about the internet, and the first one that he talked. This is the second time he's been there. And why was it? Why was that such a shit show? Yeah. So why was it a shit show? So first, let me just. I mean, the guy has a tough job, and I can't imagine. Is he a robot? You think he's a robot? Well, is he an alien? I all I'll say is, uh, uh, if you were trying to answer questions by that rogues gallery of characters. It would be hard for anybody to do it, right? Because they all, every question is coming with a hidden agenda, right? So, but, and, and, and there's like some of the dumbest know, questions. Too. Like they know what they're talking about. Of course. Yeah. So, with that aside, though, uh, it was terrible, terrible from my vantage point, because I know that stable coins are gifts to humanity. If you can't, extol the virtues of a stable coin, then, then you wouldn't be able to sell me on why higher education, why penicillin, why running water is a positive. I mean, stable coins are that good. There is nothing not to like about them. And when you think of who stable coins are going after, which is big bad banks taking tons of money from currency conversion, you ask yourself, how could Mark Zuckerberg not have argued in front of Congress that, wait a minute, this is a value transfer from all these big bad banks and other financial institutions that, that tax, essentially, that tax us $1 trillion a year in currency wow. conversion, a trillion a year. How he could not have, like, promoted that. But I think what happened was... It's not a project near and dear to him, Libra. Yeah. He probably got a series of talking points the day before, and he just couldn't David Marcus do it. probably would have been a better guy to have there. Yeah, but even David Marcus, you're right, he would have been much better. But I've noticed this. If you do not understand and appreciate and love something at a core level, you cannot come across as authentic. Mm. And neither David Marcus nor Mark Zuckerberg, I felt like, really appreciated how great a stablecoin is. Mm. So, so what's going to happen with Libra? What's your crystal ball say? Is it, is it going to be able to proceed and make any kind of, you know, is it going to be huge? Is it just going to make a little dent or is it going to crash and Well, burn? if we're making, you know, wild-ass predictions, I'll say this. That's all we I, do here. I don't think it's likely to move forward. And I say that, by the way, if I'm wrong, I'll be very happy. But I say that because of a comment Zuckerberg made as he was like leaving, which really annoyed me. He said, we'll be sure to not do anything until we get permission from Congress. Congress doesn't give you permission. That's not how our this world is America. works. Right. This is America. They there, work for us. There's laws. You, pass, you don't go and ask 
there's regulating agencies that will decide if this is going to happen. So he said it in a way that I thought, well, it must be. I actually thought it must be. He doesn't want it to go forward. And so he was setting it up. They never gave me permission. Sorry. So as good as a stable coin is and as great as I think Libra coin would have been, I think its chances are very, very low. Let me ask you this, because I think the stablecoin stuff is really interesting. And Joel and I have had many conversations around stablecoins, specifically around, you know, why not gold as one? And there's been some companies that have trying to trying to do, you know, based off of some of these precious metals, because here it is. We're based a stablecoin off of a dollar, which we've seen over the last 100 years has gone. Right. And a lot of yeah. a lot of gold is paper gold. Right. And so there's that it's not actual physical because of the, the way the markets have been manipulated. Is there a chance for there to be a real solid, legit gold backed stable coin of some sort? There's a guy in federal prison you can talk to about that. I, I'm laughing because, yeah, that somebody tried to do that uh, years ago prior mm. to blockchain. Oh, yeah. The, li- the Liberty thing, mm-hmm. right? Liberty coin, Liberty yeah, Media, I remember metal. That. And that uh, 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 the government didn't like that. So I don't, you, could you do it today? Of course you could do it today as long as the CFTC, you know, says, okay. Uh, I personally am not so interested in uh, the commodities related stuff. I'm more interested in, uh, in currency because that's what consumers like to use. Mm-hmm. But if, you're right. You could clearly do that. Well, there's people talking about going back to the gold standard and that doesn't seem no. like it would work. Maybe gold back digital currencies or something could be more applicable because it's back literally if it was backed by something yeah i I assume there is a market for that it's not one i'm interested in and i think most people we want something that is a common and easy to use medium of exchange gold ain't that right okay it's a store of value that's a quote right there gold ain't that i just want to put that on a an image of instagram okay it ain't all that you have my you have congress's permission i have that's great that's i need maxine waters to tell me what i can and can't do (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, clean up your district, Maxine. Meanwhile, uh, as we close out here, William, how did you kind of With give a shorter us elevator pitch. a preview of coming <laughs> attractions for WAX in 2020? So uh, WAX has been launched. We did the ERC-20 to, to WAX native token. The blockchain's been out since September. And uh, we're building out something called the service layer so that people can actually use the blockchain. It's very hard to use blockchains if you're a regular human. So people can log in with their social media accounts, Facebook or whatever, that's necessary. Our focus is very much on making it easier for people to use the blockchain, right? And MetaMask and Scatter and these other digital wallets, I think are hard to get the mass market to adopt. And then we will be using and creating a lot of ways for people to take these assets that they have and, use elements of DeFi, decentralized okay. finance, to get value out of them. And that is, uh, uh, by the way, next to the ICO craze that did a ton to elevate people's awareness of what crypto could do, I would say uh, DeFi is as big of a trend, probably bigger in the long term. Mm. You know, Now you have to go down the rabbit hole to figure out what DeFi is. Today, DeFi is not D, it's just Fi. There is no decentralized finance, but it's getting there. It will be decentralized at some point. I think it's the most exciting area of blockchain. Uh, So call it the next two or three years. This will be where lots of things are done. And blockchain people have a tendency to look outward Mm. and say, oh, is everybody else adopting it? 
Internet, we didn't do that. Everybody was like, we don't care if Walmart doesn't come on. Amazon's like, we'll do fine. You know, right, PayPal right. didn't care if JP Morgan came on. So it was like, serve the interests of the people on the inside. I'm starting to see that with DeFi. We're starting to say, you know what? Fine, don't come and join our party. But those who are having our party, here's a bunch of goodies. And I think it's the first real on-chain value-creating mechanism that is going to cause a lot of people on the fence to say, now that looks interesting. Very good. Mm. And you have a show. You have a show also called Wax On. I do. Yeah, it's a great show. You, keep up, you can keep up with it. Thank you. In fact, I did a video about Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, uh, again, I don't want to pick on him per se, but it's like, no, pick here, on is, him. The, that's, that's here is the value. Right. I think it was titled something like what he should have said to them, you know, the Congress people to make them go, wow. You ever seen those memes where it's like two choices? Yeah, they're both, both are bad, yeah. right? So it's like, uh, kill off Facebook, punish all consumers globally, right? What do I want to do? And the guy's and, sweating, uh, which button to push, right? right? They're both bad. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping someone can go to Congress and, and, and say, before you eliminate stable coins and all the good things that blockchain mm -hmm. does here here are a couple of use cases that you might start to think are great like allowing people who don't have banks to buy stuff very good wax.io william quigley give him a hand please yes wax on wax, wax off. off and if you ever go to australia it's william quigley down under right Thank you. Yeah, quickly nice. down under. That's great. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to our other sponsor. They're actually here in the the uh, exhibit hall, Divi. They are taking early signups for their new digital finance ecosystem to offer crypto debit cards, instant bank accounts, and fiat to crypto on and off ramps right in your walletto. In fact, they're getting ready to launch their uh, their wallet. And if you That's go true. to their website at wallet.diviproject.com, .org. Enter your email. You'll be one of the first to see this. I've got a couple Divi masternodes that are run right now. They're running out there in the cloud, and they're making me Divi every day. That's so great. I'm having Divi for dinner, nice. Divi for Very breakfast, nice. Divi for lunch. Yeah, and I want to get. I want to also give a shout out to uh, to Brendan of MobiPay. There he is back there. MobiPay.io. Oh, Great company as we well. Just, we, we just became them. advisors because yeah. we like what Brandon is doing so much. So you guys check out MobiPay.io. See, these are good projects, but there's some bad projects out there. That is true. One of those bad projects is something that was kind of your brainchild. <laughs> it was my shit coin. It was. All right, well, so when we started Bad Crypto, we thought, what if we had our own token that we could use to reward our listeners. And what are we going to call it? Well, we're going to call it Badcoin. And we gave it away to listeners on the BitShares platform. Um, and is is worthless, but it gave them an opportunity to trade and use and store some worthless crypto. Yep. But then you had an idea. Ding! Ding! <laughs> the thought was, what if, you know, because with, with Bitcoin mining, you know how Bitcoin mining is like an arms race? Like who has the biggest, baddest, most amazing, powerful computers are the ones who can mine Bitcoin? I said, what if we flipped that funnel? And it was the people with the worst, most baddest computers were the ones that could mine the crypto. And so we actually partnered up with Marshall Long and his team and created a new version of Badcoin that has five algorithms and you can actually mine Badcoin with like a MacBook Pro or MacBook I, Air. I mine Badcoin in this. We have hundreds of people around the world mining Badcoin. You can learn how to do it now at badcoin.net. And uh, it, it's pretty. Do we have any Badcoin miners in here? What? 
Uh, what is going on back here? That's a Bitcoin miner right that here. That could be a Bitcoin. He doesn't miner look right like a miner. He here. looks over twenty-one. He looks to like me. a major. It's Bitcoin. <laughs> Give it up. It's Batty McGee. Wow, Batty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up, Batty. Hey, get where's to... Bitcoin? Hey, get that Bitcoin guy over here. Where... <laughs> hey, Bitcoin, we're gonna have a battle royale. It's it's on. It's on. Get over here, Bitcoin. So, Bitcoin, <laughs> what what makes you so bad? I'm so bad because over. I can be generated with the worst technology. That's good. Wow. Give that man a give that, that man a bad really coin. Good. Very good. By the way, this is uh, <laughs> this is my brother Michael, who's uh, who's who's lost all credibility as a CPA. He's, <laughs> but give him a hand. Yeah. Get out of here. That's baddie. Yeah, and go over there and kick Bitcoin's ass. Yeah, t- go over there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets to wear that, that for so uh, Cryptoween tomorrow. That so you guys nice. make sure and get pictures and, <laughs> and bad. tag it with Stay Bad. Bad. <laughs> and now it is time for our illustrious panel of luminaries, Mr. Travis Wright. And unfortunately, the uh, Dr. M could not make it here, but, uh, but playing the role of Dr. Dr. M, <laughs> Dr. R. Dr. R. Oh, yes. Dr. R. Yeah, we have here today Mr. Blake Rizzo, attorney, yeah, yeah. esquire, extraordinaire, one of the few in the blockchain world that actually knows what he's talking and about. And a returning guest. And a returning guest. You, Give you it up for Mr. Blake Rizzo. Bad. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. And we got Mr. The one and only, uh, would you say the non-luminary? Yeah. Hey, you missed this. This is what he said earlier on in the uh, the intro. He said, we have two luminaries and one non-luminary. <laughs> what was it? All right, let's see. Here. Oh, here it is. Oh, uh, yes. But you're a staple in crypto events. The one and only. Oh, crypto lifestyle entrepreneur. Yeah. Ken Bosak. Uh, how Give goes it? it? Uh. Yeah. It's uh, Ken ETH. Yeah, Ken Eath Boza. <laughs> right, right, right. And we also have another returning guest here to uh, to Bad Crypto and to the World Crypticon Bad Crypto Live Stage. That's true. She I'm was back. on stage. I'm back. <laughs> she's back. Uh, she's here again last year. She's the COO and co-founder of BitSmart. Maxine Ryan, give her a hand. Very good. Excellent. Bit Spark. Yeah. I think you said Bit Smart. Bit Spark. Bit Spark. You're smart, too. It's right there in black and white. I, I can read. You got to get that wax out of your ears, Mr. Really Travis, right? Yeah, William put all that wax in your ears. Uh, first question for Ken, just how stoned are you right now? Uh, scale of 1 to 10, like a solid 11. <laughs> These go it is to, legal here. These go to 11. <laughs> yeah. When in Vegas, by the way, they do have those dispensaries that are 24-7. Which is what you're taking full advantage of. Fully. <laughs> Actually, though, I do want to shout out uh, Planet 13. A couple of their employees do accept Bitcoin as tips. They have a couple of Monarch wallets. I set up a couple of wallets last time I went to the dispensary, and I gave a couple of them some crypto. Yeah. So if you go to a dispensary like Planet 13, offer your dispensary uh, bud tender a Bitcoin tip. Very nice. Can, can I offer any of you some wine? Because we do have... Would you like some wine? You will have some. You are such I'm a gracious host. Mr. Travis Wright, you is may Is there ask, any weed in that wine? There is no weed in this wine, but I'm you good. may ask the first question. Very good. All right, so let's look at some questions here while you're pulling, pulling the wine. So there's, there's some interesting stuff that happened this week, right, in China. Always. 
Interesting things. So Central uh, China's Central Bank, they said they will certify 11 types of financial technology, hardware and software that is widely used for digital payment and blockchain services with a new verification system called the uh, Certification of Fintech Products. And so there's a list of different products and fintech. And then the president of, of China, is he called a president? He's not really kind of a president, but he's called a president. Um, he said that, hey, they sh- China should seize the opportunity of blockchain. And then crypto skyrocketed as a result of that. We're like, whoa, crypto was down about 7,000 something. And then pow, it popped over 10,000. So what do you think, like long term, the ramifications of China beginning to embrace blockchain at such a large level? You know, I think that you can't really talk about China without talking about the U.S. And, you know, in the previous segment, um, the the WAC CEO, he was saying that, um, you know, Libra coin that's being shut down by governments here. And I think that that is just such a shame because if you look at China and the progress that they're making with crypto, yes, it might be centralized, but they are adopting this Whereas in the U.S., it's just so slow. So I just I I kind of feel sorry for the U.S. at the moment when it comes to the rules and regulations, because in Asia, it's just like a free for all right now. Mm. And then WeChat, they have payments sort of built into their to their technology. And and we don't have that. Like, we, we seems like we're behind. You know, what's crazy. They accept WeChat here. I was down at the bar and there's WeChat pay. How crazy is here, that? here at the Cosmo? How crazy is that? Wow. Yeah, That's so, good. It's like crazy. it's basically like the the Asia influence, right, or China's influence. Like you're seeing uh, cashless payments being made here that are uncentralized in China itself. Mm. And it's like I, I'm not even sure that they're like paying in USD. Wow. Maybe they're paying in CNY. Yep. Yeah. So that's it's pretty incredible to see. That should be scaring Congress, right? I mean, that should yes. be one of the things. Blake, I mean, you're an, you're an attorney and you're in the crypto space. Like, what are your thoughts on? Uh, on what's going on with China and blockchain and, and maybe some of the U.S. regulation stuff. I agree wholeheartedly with Maxine. It is a shame. Um, I actually spoke on that topic earlier today about uh, the SEC really dragging their feet. You know, we've had many of opportunities to clarify things. All they've done is create more questions rather than answers. You know, when you have one of their own commissioners, um, Hester Pierce, crypto mom, Basically calling them out and say, hey, guys, you're letting the other nations run away with this. You're dragging your feet. It has to stop. And it, it's really unfortunate because I've, I've talked to clients every day that want to do the right thing. But it's incredibly costly and it's burdensome. They've it got is crazy. a lot of legwork to do. Right. We've got the, the SEC saying it's a security. We've got the CFTC saying it's a commodity. We've got the IRS saying it's property. I say it's awesome. I think I'm right. Uh, you know, and so, how, you know, Travis has, has alluded to this so many times that it, innovation is saying, fine, we'll go to Malta, we'll go to Gibraltar, we'll go to the Bahamas, we'll go to the Bahuma. Bur- Bur- we'll go to Bahuba. That's a new place. Bahuba. I'm the nation of Bahuba. They're Bermuda and the Bahamas, and they're going to Singapore, and they're going anywhere else to get this done. So, okay, buy all great innovation here in the The next US. Silicon Valley will not be in America, and it's pretty much Might not even be in a valley. Yeah, might not even be in a valley. Could, could be, be at the bottom of the ocean. Could be on an island. Probably will. SpongeBob's going to have a, yeah. I, I think the thing is with the U.S. is that it, 
it's not making any moves on regulation. So if you're going to regulate, regulate so that companies and entrepreneurs can start making moves in this industry. And I think that's what's happening in China is that the Chinese government is coming out with very, well, they're coming out with warnings. They haven't fully um, instated laws that affect cryptocurrency, but at least people kind of understand that there's a, a, a set of rules that they have to adhere to and continue with. Whereas in the US, like there's just like a standstill right now. Yep. Well, it's happening right now for uh, lack of a better uh, term. It's a moon race all over again, you know, with uh, what happened with Russia and us, whether we went to the moon or not, you know, with the Bitcoin, when it gets there, we'll have that verified on the blockchain. But what's happening is China is going to beat us to the Bitcoin moon. And I think that's what's going to incentivize U.S. regulators to kind of see the framework China's laying down. And maybe that's the, the key here is they're actually sitting back. Let China figure out all that hard work and then implement it in U.S. regulations and just kind of let it rip because they don't want to be left behind. And it's not going to be hard to just say copy, paste Chinese regulations, what? edit here, make it fit. This is like a reverse psychology. Exactly. Because everybody yeah. always says that about China, that they replicate what the U.S. has already done. So maybe <laughs> yeah, the point exactly. is, is that reverse it's, psychology. Uh, it's bumper sticker. We're getting China to do our homework for us. That's what's happening. <laughs> it's bumper sticker uh-huh. philosophy. It's lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way, right? In this case, we're not leading. And so at least get out of the way. But, you know, who was it we were talking to just uh, recently that said they believed their prediction was that um, in a couple months from now, China is announcing their stable coin. They're going to roll this out and it's going to make the U.S. go. And that's what's going to spark the next crypto. Our Congress is just now it was just like a couple of Congress people have come out and said, oh, well, maybe we should have a digital dollar someday. Like, they're just now discussing it, whereas they're, they're, like China's already beginning to implement it. And uh, to me, that's interesting. What are your thoughts right. on that? Well, it's very analogous to what's going on in Wyoming and the other states here in the U.S., right? Wyoming comes out with the help of Caitlin Long, enacted 13 bills. Guess what happens? Other states are now saying, wait, we're going to beat you to, you know, Colorado comes out and says, oh, well, we're going to introduce a special purpose bank before you can, Wyoming. And so that's exactly what I'm hoping to see. Special Purpose Bank. Could you maybe describe that? What, what does that exactly mean? Well, basically a fiat to crypto bank. Mm. It's, solely a, it's, for a, it's the an purpose. SPP. You wouldn't understand. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> understand that. Well that's, yeah. well, that's an interesting point that you have there because, I mean, Maxine, that's sort of what BitSpark does, right? You guys are like, so you state that you can turn cash into crypto without banks. So how does that necessarily work with what, what he's talking about? And can you actually turn crypto back into cash without banks? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the terms that are being thrown around at the like the later end of this year is all about fiat. But I think where BitSpark differentiates ourselves is that we're a cash fiat on an off-ramp. A lot of people think that when you're talking about fiat, um, you're talking about like the USD, you know, like centralized coins, all this type of stuff. But actually, there is a differentiation between cash and bank fiat on on an off-ramp and credit card fiat on an off-ramp. So our segment is mostly cash fiat on an off-ramp. We believe that's the best way to get, uh, you know, anybody in the world to buy, sell, send, and exchange cryptocurrencies and also be able to settle it in cash using stable coins. And I'm really excited to see what will happen in the banking space, which I'll let you touch on. But, um, you know, for us, we've been in the industry for five years now and banks do not want to touch crypto. If they are touching crypto, it is at it's an, enormous, ew, ew, no, but it's at an enormous expense. It is so expensive. Well, Goldman Sachs did acquire Poloniex for like, what, 
$250 million. Uh, JP Morgan is creating their coin. Yep. Right. And, and the Federal Reserve has fed now. So, you know. But investment banks are different. Okay. Yeah, so let me ask this. Why can the JP Morgan, this may be for, for, for Blake, yeah, why can JP Morgan create their own JP Morgan coin, but Facebook can't create Libras because they're entrenched into the banking system already and they, they're like government cronies or what? Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact that the government's deathly afraid of Facebook and the amount of people that they could adopt. I mean, the U.S. is concerned that Facebook's just going to create a reserve currency that's going to get used outside of the dollar more than anything else. That's what they're concerned about. Yeah, you I know, Facebook can do Libra. They, ha they can totally do Libra the same way everyone else, but their investors are getting strong-armed and kind of getting like that strong pressure from the government. That's why Visa and everybody else pulled out. They were getting pressured from the government not to fund this Libra coin, but they're not stopping Libra. They can't. Just to add to that, like basically uh, governments are scared of businesses, right? They're scared of like multinational businesses. Uh, governments are not scared of banks, right? They work hand in hand when right. there's bailouts. Yeah. That's coming from governments. It's not coming from anybody else. Whereas if you get, you know, incredibly like successful tech companies making decisions, I think that's where like governments start to get scared. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the technology we're dealing with right now cannot and will not conform to regulations that will be written today. You know, this is not uh, technology you can censor or, uh, you know, stop in any means. You're going to eventually have to get rid of the ideology of what regulations really mean mm. because the technology will go beyond that. Much like piracy, you know, convenience has killed kind of piracy in the meantime, but now we're starting to see Disney has their own app. Marvel has their own app. I'm willing to expect a bet that you're going to see a boom in piracy as moment you know, when there's seven different things I have to download to watch movies I like to watch at night. Mm. And you're going to see that convenience go right back to piracy. And so you think we need, we need more regulation? I, I think that people need to realize that regulation really doesn't matter because the technology mm. surpasses its ability to be enforced and that is like same thing with prohibition of alcohol, okay. cannabis, and everything else. I mean, I would say prostitution this, though, is legal here in the that's like, true. Come on. Well, you know? I would say Warren G would disagree because you need to regulate. <laughs> no, no, you, you need don't. to mount you don't, up. You don't agree with Warren G? You don't need regulations. Regulators for don't need regulations. Mount for up. We'll self we'll self regulate that. much like we have already yeah. done. I mean, do you see BitConnect here today? I don't Be think the SEC. I don't think the SEC had anything to do with helping us with that at all, whatsoever. I it think Kim really nice like to too stoned to get that joke. Yeah, was a was a was a was a was a was a. But Maxine has something smart to say. I really don't. I was actually going to ask how you're functioning so high. <laughs> What's your secret? Stoner secret. Much, much like Bruce Banner, I am always high. <laughs> Speaking of which, so you, you Speaking of high. You, you talked about this earlier, Ken, about, you know, if you go to a dispensary, make sure to tip your bud tenders uh, in, in crypto. But this is for all of you guys, even though you got both the mics. Um, <laughs> What supply is it, and demand what is the killer app for mass adoption what is gonna what is it going to be because you know mr joel com and we had conversations it could be libra now libra's getting pushed nope back. it needs to be bad coin everybody gonna... needs to take bad coin bad coin yeah. to the moon do, do a little dance do a little dance yeah so bad bad coin actually has a name that is baddie Baddie bad coin. The uh, the members of the bad crypto mastermind voted for the name to be Bad Toshi, but we call him Baddie. It's okay. Yeah. Good stuff. 
So what do you think? Thanks for we, we interrupted that question with a bad with a bad coin this, plus. This, this, this question interrupted. I like bad Toshi. That's yeah, good. Bad Toshi's good. Yeah. Mass adoption. What's gonna what's gonna be the killer app that does that? Uh, I think something like what Kyle Kemper talks a lot about, even written his book, uh, Unified Wallet. I think it's going to come down to a thing, uh, one wallet for pretty much all your digital assets, not just your tradable tokens or, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies, but your, you know, social security card, your driver's uh, license, your insurance for your car, your house. All these things will be tokenized in a sense that you're not going to want to go to 50 different apps like they're doing with this Netflix, Hulu, all this all over again. We need a unified wallet that's going to bring all of these tokenized digital assets into but one who, place. But who does that? Is that going to be a, you know some big corporation that creates that? Or is it going to be you know some upstart that eventually gets taken over by some big corporation? Here we go with centralization again. One app to rule them all? Well, no, it doesn't have to be one app. It could just be a format. Like right now, there's Edge, Monarch, XYZ. There's so many apps and wallets that are existing. They could follow that framework, though, at least, right? Provide XYZ. Well, they like, like lot- API into each other. Exactly. It's just like the overlay, the skin. Like yeah. Wax was up here talking about skins. I have a really big feeling that we're going to see a lot of skins for wallets yeah. because you're going to see the Edge wallet and how I want to engage with my currencies may be a lot different than how you want to engage with it. Much like my Android phone probably looks a lot different than your Android phone. I guarantee yours does. Right. He's like, so, uh, I feel you, man. Yeah. One of the uh, wallets or applications that's doing a lot under one hood is like Monarch. You know, they have a lot of partnerships with different places like Celsius, uh uh, Are you sponsored Simplex. by Monarch? I am. <laughs> you got to say we're sponsored. Transparent stone is wearing a different I use shirt. That, I use that in all my videos when I'm in Uber. So I do talk to every Uber driver. I set them up with the wallet. And before we're even done the ride, they're already set up and ready yeah. to go. And I already tipped them. So it's just one of those things that you're like, well, while you're hodling, check out Celsius Network, not sponsored, just a piece of what's in there. Yeah, yeah. And you can earn interest on what you hodl. Yeah. You can trade in there and you can buy yeah. and sell. And there's You're the news uh, and- a rideshare coin evangelist. Yes. And that's because they're hostages of conversation. So if you're at the bar and you have a bartender, shill. It's your job. It's your responsibility to shill. Oh, let's shill go back Bitcoin. to the moment. I want to hear Blake's thoughts on this. Well, yeah. first of all, I'm sponsored by the Blake Rizzo Law Firm. <laughs> BlakeRizzoLawFirm.com. <laughs> yeah. But you're uh, not an ambulance chaser. No, not at all. Not at all. Ambulances chase Blake. That's yeah. right. Exactly. So, now, I think that one of the most important things that we're going to have to do is relax the accredited investor rules. Oh, amen. Everybody, you know, they want to invest in companies, you know. It'll happen. It's going to take time, right? You've got regulation crowdfunding where they've relaxed right. the standards. They allow non-accredited investors to participate. They just have to participate at a certain percentage of their wealth. Right. So, I, I mean. But that is just so bogus, though. It's like, oh, you can only, no, be, a I mil- agree. You can only be a millionaire to be yeah. able to buy EOS. Yeah, it's stupid as hell. Just because you're smart. I mean, just because you have money doesn't mean you're smart, right? I mean, right. that's ridiculous. There are a ton of guys out here that are 20 years old that are smart as hell, right? They might not qualify as a credited investor, but they know what the hell to do with their money. And so I think But I can go and buy see- a shitload of lottery tickets, right. and I can go gamble all my money right now on a stupid slot machine. You can. But I can't invest a little yeah. bit of money in a, in a project. Well, that's what we need to do is we need to stop the lottery and then reduce the accredited investor standards. Mm. So I think, I think that's needed. Um, you know, as we sit here today, we don't know what – the next Amazon, Facebook, 
you know, uh, Airbnb, Netflix is going to be in the crypto space. And I think that's what made it so exciting right now. Very cool. Uh, I mean, for me, I think that the killer app, if you're going to be talking about something that people can use, it has to be... <laughs> Sorry, it's just taking a photo. Uh, selfie time. Um, it has to be something that everybody in the world can use, right? So a lot of the apps that are available right now are for uh, early adopters, right? You know, they've gone through buying stuff through like empty gawks, like, you know, getting their own hard wallets and all this type of stuff. But how about like the rest of the people in the world, right? What about grandma? Well, yeah. Well, actually, no, I disagree. Uh I mean, I love my grandma, but I don't really care well, about Forget like, you, grandma. I love my grandma. I don't really Nothing. care about You get no crypto. Make me some dads. chicken soup. It's not the dads. It's not the grandmas of the world. It's not them. It's like people that are in emerging economies mm-hmm. that don't have bank accounts. Right. Like, that's where it's at. Like, emerging economies is definitely for the future. And yes, like, we can all kind of, like, you know, agree with one another and pat each other on the back and be like, oh, my grandma can use this. Is your grandma the future? No. Right. It's people that are in emerging economies. So I think the thing here is like the killer app is basically having um, like we believe at BitSpark that cash is blockchain second layer. Right. If you can facilitate cash, it means that you're like you can service people that don't have bank accounts around the world. And that means that you can exchange their cash for a stable coin anywhere in the world without a bank account. Like that for me is where it's at. And like you said, like the unification, the reason why, um, you know, people don't want to buy and sell skins online is because it's not really applicable outside of a niche market. But you know what is? Cash. Right on. Yeah. All right. I love that quote about grandma. That should be a card. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of scary. Grandma is in the past. Uh, earlier, make me earlier some I screw your grandma. I love you, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> earlier, I tweeted that... Uh, Maxine looked like a badass in that jacket. Now she's talking about off She's taking down grandma. You got to watch out. The grandma's over. She's in the past. Maxine's on you. Grandma's on ass. We appreciate y'all. Like as we wrap up here, let's uh, ask a stupid question. Purely prognosticate. Get the crystal ball. And I said, ask a stupid question, and Maxine immediately hands the mic to Bozak. We're raising the bar. That's so good. Uh, everybody's going to get to answer this one, too. Let's go ahead and get the crystal ball out. And I want two predictions. We, we've mentioned Craig Wright now four times, and we haven't really mentioned Bitcoin. So our beloved Bitcoin at a 67% market cap, we've seen it hit a high of 20000 go to a low earlier this year. January is about 3400 We're back to about ninety two, ninety three hundred as of this recording. Let's make predictions for what effect will the halving have on Bitcoin? It's going to happen in May of 2020, and traditionally... Near my birthday. For your birthday, actually. Is it for my, my birthday? Mine, too. It might be your birthday, too. Cinco de Mayo. Maybe it'll be in between our birthdays. It'll be perfect. It'll be like on the 11th. Traditionally, the halving... May 11th. Doubling the difficult May 5th, by me presence. Uh, traditionally, the having the doubling difficulty to mine Bitcoin has led to a steep price increase. Blake, what do you think is going to happen and when? Well, I will preface this by saying that I do not trade Bitcoin at all. So okay. listening to me make a prediction is basically worthless. You know, they, I the, find most predictions to be worthless. Right. The, you know, the whole uh, past uh, performance does not indicate future performance. Um, I noticed that you know, in the past, obviously, the halving has been very good for Bitcoin. But if you notice this year, the Litecoin halving, 
You know, not much happened. No, it was, so, it was huge. You know. It went from 30 up to 120. Well, but then it, it just came right having. back down, you know. So, I mean, if that's what's going to happen with Bitcoin, if it's going to just, you know, ramp up and then come right back down. Go to 30, I don't think that's sell, important. drop back down Right. To I mean, I would rather, you know, my, my prediction is that, yes, there may be some increase, but I don't think it'll be long term. I'm looking for something that's going to push it up above 20 and keep it there and keep going up. You know, if the happening just pumps it and then it comes back down, I, I don't really care. But China adopting it, maybe? that could, It's kind of a combination of things. Well, China adopting it. I mean, China is going to create their own cryptocurrency and regulate the hell out of it. Right. That's my opinion, you know. So, I mean, it may be good overall, but, I mean, I, I don't know that, you know, China saying, hey, everybody can have Bitcoin is going to make a deal because I think what's going to happen, at least in my view, China creates their own cryptocurrency and then tell us everyone they can't use right. Bitcoin. Uh, I'm actually thinking since we have more uh, awareness in the space, a lot of more uh, you know traditional companies are a lot more educated now than they were during the ICO boom. And I think that scarcity is going to incentivize them to maybe look at this technology outside of the possibility of it being just a currency. You know, Bitcoin ain't just money. It can be like so can Pokemon cards. It's whatever you're willing to trade value. It meets all the means of money. Bitcoin does that. It's not money. Bitcoin isn't money, but it can be so we can use it as it. It's much more than that. It's programmable technology that can be used as a currency. This is going to be a scarcity increase incentive increase for companies to figure out how to utilize what's left of it. I mean, we're at 18 million with about three to four million lost gone at sea. Like imagine a boat full of gold just being gone in the, you know, the Bermuda Triangle. Bitcoin gone for about four million. And then that's not counting the black. That would be like it. like over a trillion dollars worth of gold or something. Oh my goodness. Trillion and a half. But then the incentive to crack that, like the incentive to build a submarine that can get down to get that gold keeps raising, right? Quantum computing, Google's coming right, right, out right. with a lot of that. So I think the incentive after this happening will be to actually how to utilize the tech, utilize the blockchain, things like timestamps or domain names, really utilize that public ledger that Bitcoin has and the legacy of its blockchain. Awesome. Let's hear what Maxine's got to say. It's very boring, but I don't speculate. I just build. Very nice. <laughs> there so, you go. So there boring, go. Maxine. Oh my gosh. We're gonna have you back. In, <laughs> we're gonna have you back in next year. So you're gonna give us another boring answer. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> hey, give it up for our panel: Blake Rizzo, Ken Bosag, Maxine Ryan. Good job, everybody. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, and Thank thanks you. for listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Yes. And thanks to Vessa. Like, oh, yeah, we, hey, we Vessa, come on up here really quickly. Come on brother. up here we real quick, a, Vessa. We got a minute, so let's do this. Uh, you guys can stay put a second here. Come on over here because you're going to – if you haven't signed it yet, you're going Have to. Have you signed that yet, Maxine? Uh, really quickly. Did you signed it last year? Tell people what we're looking at. You were last year. You're Excellent. looking at yeah, an art yeah. piece. I'm just going to rattle off some names. I had to bring the laptop because I can't remember them all. And first of all, I'm going to putting you guys on top. So Joel and Travis have signed this art piece over here. So I'm just going to rattle the names. Andres Antonopoulos, Vitalik Buterin, Brock Pierce, Charlie Lee, Bobby Lee, Roger Ver, Charlie Schramm, Anthony Pompliano, Craig Wright, Jeremy Gardner, Maxine Ryan, Vinny Lingham, Vinay Gupta, Tonvez, Charles Hoskinson, Ronnie Moss, Didi Taihutu, Jorg Mold, Nami Brockwell, Peter McCormack, Adam Williams, Peter Schwartz, Ben Askring, Drew Trailer, Brent Bates, Florian Kruger, Ronnie Moas, Kenneth Bozak, uh, Trader Cobb, Mark Robinson, and Vichet Lika have signed this art piece for charity. Very nice. Trying to get over a million dollars raised for Hawk. Very which cool. has 40 years been fighting against violence towards women and girls. And uh, it's unique. It's lightning in a bottle. 
uh, if you think what this art piece is going to be in 20 years, uh, I think it's not far to say that it's going to be a hell of a lot more than $1 million, which is the... Because Blake's cap- about to sign it. Oh, yeah, and Blake. Blake, we're going to do that now. Can, do we, we have, have time Brandon to, get to sign this thing, too. I've got, a, I've got a pen for him. All right. And the website for people to go to? Artforcrypto.com. Artforcrypto.com. Thanks, Visa. Blake Rizzo, add your mega million dollar signature. Here, you got a choice of two, uh, two pens. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Please subscribe. Badcryptopodcast.com. Stay bad. Stay bad. Stay bad, coin. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.